So as someone who talks about relationships quite a bit, I feel like the biggest issue with most relationships is communication. And more so the fact that people either misrepresent each other or misunderstand each other or don't even know what the other person is thinking, mostly because they don't get to talk about that shit. So I'm actually going to make that the centerpiece of this entire episode, although I do feel like I might deviate from it a little bit. But before I turn all of that into content fodder, let me just get on to a story that I found to be very, very interesting. Now, last week, a woman from the US of A, Texas to be more specific, stabbed her boyfriend for, get this, not helping her with the bills. Like, let me just get this straight. Of all the things you could have done in the name of getting some sort of quote-unquote girlfriend treatment, you decided that stabbing your boyfriend was the best option? Like... Off the top of my head, if I wanted to solve that problem for you, if I was a woman, like there's a much simpler and more pleasurable way to get all of this done that involves a lot less violence, a little bit more energy, and a fuck ton of fun. Like, I just thought this up right now, so to think that she went ahead and decided to stab dude, like, am I the only one that came up with the easier option than what this woman did? Because honestly, what the f- So I'm going to get into the story in a little bit. But before I get into that, first of all, there was something that I noticed that was very, very worrying. So when I checked through the comments on this story, when I saw it on IG, I noticed that quite a number of babes on IG were actually sort of defending what this woman did. And the thought that there's a couple of women who are like, you know what, I can understand why you did it. It's perfectly okay. Like... I don't see where it is that it's actually classified as an okay thing to do that to someone. And I'm not going to say, oh, imagine if it was your brother or your friend, blah, blah, blah. I'm just saying, flip the genders and ask yourself if it seems perfectly okay that the guy would start stabbing the woman for not paying bills. Or to make things a little bit more relatable, scratch the bills part, make it something like, I don't know, cooking, cleaning and giving him sex. Or even just say sex. You know, they've been dating for a while, but Chori decides no to sex. Now, according to the law, he doesn't have any actual conjugal rights to ask for sex. Just the same way this woman has no real uh, lawful demand to demand for bills. So for her to stab the dude, just the same way for him to stab her for not giving her sex, would seem very, very horrendous and wrong. So to think that there's people that are supporting this, uh, I just feel like it's absolute bull. But... To think about it, all right? There's simpler ways to get a guy to pay for bills. And, okay, let's use the premise that some babes who are in the comments be saying that they understood what she said were sort of using. The guy probably wasn't making money or he was just chilling in the house and he was a bum. All right, fine. You could have kicked him out. You know, simple. Just tell the guy to pack up his shit and fuck off. Very simple. You could have gotten rid of him and he wouldn't have to be a bother if you're handling all those bills and all he's doing is just consuming, 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 and he's not a producer and or he's not resourceful at all. Simple. Now, assuming that he was someone that was making money but wasn't contributing to the bills, the simpler way to handle this shit is go fuck the guy, make sure you fuck him raw, make sure he nuts inside and get pregnant by him. Then go to the court of law and start demanding child support. Simple as that. This guy will start contributing to the bills by virtue of the law. Like, there's so many other simpler ways to do shit than actually getting this guy to pay bills through stabbing him. 
But at the same time, the fact that there were babes who were in the comment section saying that they understand what she went through and why she did what she did, considering that this guy wasn't contributing, considering that it's a money issue, I bet y'all now know what it feels like when us guys spend money on you and you guys fail to give up the goods or you fail to, you know, to do something for us that we'd want you to do in exchange for the fact that us guys used up the money. You can call it entitlement, you can say that it doesn't mean anything, but at the end of the day, this is a very clear example of how spending money on people will always breed some level of expectation and entitlement regardless of gender. And having done that, I am very comfortable starting the podcast in a more typical fashion where I start by saying... Welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one Break Time podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who believes in stabbing a woman in the vagina with his penis, not using a knife on the neck. He is a man who believes that astrology should have been the study of ass, not stars. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Battle of the Sexes, our weekly love, sex, and relationship show, which is coming to the end of its season. And to be very honest, like it sounds like I just went, no, 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 then I just came down. But either way, we are at the end of the season, a straight 12 episodes of Battle of the Sexes, and we will be having a straight 12 episodes of Tweet Street on Friday. And then after that, I take a break for a while. And this time I'm thinking that I come back in January. So the next episode of Battle of the Sexes should be on January the 3rd. But as I work into that, there will be Raw Zone episodes. As usual, Raw Zone is the shortened version. And as usual, if you do have any comments, suggestions for, for episode topics or just regular feedback, or if you just want to say hi, on Facebook, on IG, it is at Breaktime on Westside, on Twitter. It is at Bagaka the D. That is how you can reach me. Plus, also, my socials are usually in the descriptions. I don't know if you all ever usually check, but my personal socials are always in the description if you ever want to reach out. So, that's that. And I figured I should give you guys some updates on this shit before I move on. But pleasantries aside, I do have to move on to the main topic of today. But before I get into that, we need to talk about Kanye and Kim for a little bit. Now, I know this is probably common news, but I just wanted to bring it up because it kind of pisses me off. Now, Kim and Kanye's divorce, which had been initiated, I think it was last year or some shit, has finally been settled. And as for the settlement, yes, they have agreed to part ways, but Kim K is supposedly going to be receiving $200,000 a month, all in the name of child support. $200,000 a month, all in the name of child support. Can someone try and explain to me why she needs $200,000 a month? Like, why is it that it's being compared to how much Kanye is making? And I'm actually starting to think that maybe if he wasn't dropped by Adidas, it might even have been more. Because I'm trying to think about it. Kim K makes a fuck ton of money. Why the fuck does she need an extra $200,000 in the name of child support? Because to give a very simple example of how much money she actually makes from IG alone, not even counting the Skims brand and any other businesses she does. When she was robbed in Paris and she took a social media break for like a month, I remember there were two brands that were paying her about $300,000 every two weeks for posts that she would do for them. That was two brands every two weeks. So that's about 600 every two weeks, 1.2 mil a month. All right. Now you think about that, even though those brands would drop off, even though you were to look at the Skims brand on its own, she makes a fuck ton of money. So why the fuck would she need extra money from Kanye? 
And this is one of the primary reasons why guys don't want to get married right now. Because there is no reason why she who is technically a millionaire if not a billionaire could actually need any more money from Kanye yet she makes a fuck ton of money on her own. Like this is a man's financial well-being that's being knocked down simply because Shorty decided that she's done with the marriage. And I can get it, yes he might have been having his mental issues and yes he might not be in the best psychological condition so I can understand why she'd choose to leave him but still. Why choose to take the extra money? It makes absolutely no sense at all for someone who earns like a million dollars per episode of Keeping Up With The Kardashians. Cause I look at Kanye right now who isn't making all that much money cause his Yeezy deal sort of died because you know Adidas dropped him for his comments and shit which is yes his fault but still you know he's lost a bag. Then on top of that he's most probably going to end up being blackballed by a certain piece of like the celebrity side whether it's the music side whether it's just you know the high fashion side or some shit because of his comments and how he's been lately and you think about it this guy is still going to be forced to pay an extra 200k every single month and it's literally so that he can have the permission to see his kids like yes even though it's a 50 50 split still like why the hell does he have to pay an extra 200k to kim kardashian like it doesn't make sense to me but either way it is what it is and it's already been settled so i guess that's probably the best deal that he could have gotten because when you kind of think about it maybe if he got the adidas deal or maybe if he still had it he might have been forced to pay more even though kim k is actually a shareholder of the yeezy brand but all that said and done i will leave it at that and i will move it on so on to our main topic of today now while I was on IG there was a video that I stumbled onto where a man was busy telling other men to always prepare themselves for their women to leave them. I don't know if it was in reference to the whole Kim Kanye thing because I think that one came before that but still this guy went ahead and dropped the video. Now I'm a massive critic of a lot of the shit that guys say online more so in relation to sex and relationships. More so relationships not even about the sex because I feel like there's a lot of stuff that guys say online, even the babes as well but mostly the guys that just sounds like bullshit that's just being spewed out from someone's mouth. So I'm gonna play the clip for you and then we can get into whether I think this is bullshit or not. So here it is. Always prepare for women to leave you. I don't care how much money, clout or status you have, you must prepare for that day that she leave you. One of the realest things I ever heard is she's not your girl, she's just your turn. You must understand that women are controlled by their emotions. Y'all could be chilling, vibing, having a good time. A thought could come across her mind that ain't got nothing to do with you and all of a sudden she got an attitude or now she in her feelings. Your girl could be the happiest woman on the planet in one moment and then wake up the next day and decide she don't want none of this no more. Every situationship or relationship has an expiration date so you better be ready for it. Okay, so particularly interesting thoughts there. Um, I guess probably the whole bit that I think I may agree with for the most part is every situationship and relationship has an expiration date. Although that one is still sort of debatable in my head because I still think that there's something to be said there. Now, to be very honest, the way this guy is putting his information, the information that he's giving actually does not sound like good information for relationships because it's almost uh getting into a relationship but always make sure you have your eyes set outside kind of thought process which is just bad as a mentality and i'm not saying that because i'm pro relationship or i'm not for guys or i'm for guys like 
I'm literally saying this because it's just a bad relationship strategy to have because you will never sustain a good long-term relationship if you're always looking outside. Because at the end of the day, if you're always looking outside, you're always going to find better at some small thing that your partner might not be able to do. Or after every single fight, you'll start looking for someone else. Like that shit happens with a lot of people and it's not a very good thing to do. But essentially my number one issue with this is the fact that it's it's a strategy of one foot in one foot out like it's never really made sense to me because you think about it you're getting into a relationship you really like this person you get in but the moment you're in that relationship you're like oh you know what i'm gonna keep all the contacts to my old hoes oh i'm gonna continue talking to them i'm gonna continue doing this and that and while some people might say that it's okay to continue talking to your old hoes or to continue flirting with other babes, that's entirely up to you. But my question is, imagine if she's doing the exact same thing. Because I'm not saying that everything has to be equal and you're doing everything 50-50 or 100-100 in a relationship. But assuming she's doing the same thing, she's still chatting up other guys, she's still posting up very provocative pictures on IG and entertaining the attention from other people, something that a lot of guys tend to have an issue with once they get into a relationship. And she's still doing her thing like that and you're still sort of reaching out to other babes and you're still howling at other babes here and there. Are you going to tell me that that relationship is actually going to last very long? Because if each of you is busy looking at the other and at the back of your heads you're like i bet i can go and find someone else if shit goes sideways like are you ever really gonna stick it into that relationship like will you really ever be in that relationship for a long time because there's a pretty good chance that when one of those feet are out you know someone might just pull on that leg and then you end up stepping out a little bit here and there or she might end up doing the same thing all of a sudden there's infidelity someone decides to leave or a babe decides to remain inside and starts fucking other dudes if not just one and all of a sudden you have a relationship that's imploding on itself simply because people were having issues and instead of working on them they decided to look outside because that was where one foot was like let me just ask you that same question again do you really think that this is a good long-term strategy because it sounds like a very shit strategy it sounds like one of the shittiest strategies of dating that i have ever heard of now there's something else that kind of sort of got me a little bit i feel like it'll trigger the babes more but it's just something that got to me the whole idea of women being emotional like don't get me wrong women will tend to act on their emotions a lot but assuming that every woman is emotional and she will choose to end the relationship on a whim or she'll wake up one day and she's suddenly tired of the relationship i don't know i think that that is absolute bullshit i do not have the proper female apparatus to ascertain whether this is true or false and you know the babes can tell me this later on but i think that that's just absolute bullshit like every single babe that i've spoken to in regards to why it is that they got out of a relationship of or why they ended things with their partner or why they separated with their partner like every single one of the things that they've told me does not relate with something that just popped up at once yes the the straw that broke the camel's back can be one thing but it's usually something that comes after a build-up of a bunch of other issues that would have crept up before that and the interesting thing is people actually forget that dudes are emotional as well like dudes are very emotional i know some dudes that seem to be doing pretty well for themselves but they are emotionally impulsive 
to the point where they have sabotaged themselves and they have made serious fuck-ups simply because they are emotional and their impulsivity is based off of that emotion. And that is a bad trait to have but still, some guys have it. Although we were talking about the women being emotional so let me just stick to that. So the assumption is that a babe just wakes up one day or at some point in time after some hormonal change or when one thing happens, she automatically decides that it's the end of the relationship. Well, bullshit. At least as far as my limited information is concerned, that's absolute bullshit. Not unless if you're talking about something that's a little bit more extreme such as some cases of infidelity or probably a case of domestic abuse he hit or some shit and after the abuse shori probably didn't catch a case of the stockholm syndrome or she didn't believe that the guy only did it once and won't ever do it again like those two cases didn't happen and she's like you know what i cannot be hit and continue being here and she decides to leave those are the only two times when i can say that one thing has made a babe automatically just choose to leave or maybe if you had such a grave lie like for example if you acted like you have money and shorties about dudes who have money and then all of a sudden it just comes out that you're a broke guy that's been trying to live the rich life and you've been trying to fake it till you make it there i can understand those three main reasons for choosing to leave but those ones are way more extreme that's not a normal thing but when you look at a lot of the others it's usually a build-up of problems that comes up where the babe doesn't talk about it and so at the end of the day the problem actually comes out that it's not that the issue might have been you per se or it might have been how something she did the problem is most likely an issue with communication so it was a case of miscommunication or a lack of understanding or just a case of people choosing to not listen to each other or not voicing out their opinions or their feelings and that's what actually dooms quite a lot of relationships because you have a lot of these pent-up feelings you have a lot of these pent-up issues with someone but you're not voicing them, you're not bringing them out. And when you're not bringing them out, you're pretty much just sitting on them and they're hurting you and they're hurting you alone and it's pissing you the hell off up until you get to a point where you choose to piss the fuck off and leave the guy. And at the end of the day, you can really say that it's the guy that was the problem, but don't you need to ask yourself if you were the problem as well? Because you could have voiced a lot of these issues and he could have probably done something to change it. Whether or not that did or didn't happen or could and couldn't happen, you really can't know because you never really took the step to do it. If you took the step to do it on a couple of small issues and nothing happened, then maybe we can say that yes, what you're saying is justified to an extent. But still, at the end of the day, communication is key and that's a key you're not using. So maybe... People need to understand that a lot of the issues that exist in relationships can be solved with good communication and open communication and a lot of the issues that have broken relationships mostly have something to do with communication. Which is why I've always been a big proponent of like when you get married you should have this thing where after every period of time you guys can meet up and do it. That was sort of why the whole idea of the contractual marriage treatment kind of came in where after a while you guys can meet up to quote unquote renew your contract and you guys can talk about the stuff that you like about each other stuff that you don't like about each other stuff that you like that someone's doing versus not doing because people grow and change people can choose to to take up certain habits or can choose to behave a certain way based off of something that might even be out of their control but you won't really know that it's hurting your partner unless 
they actually speak about it and if they don't speak about it and you continue doing it then it's gonna cause a rift between the both of you that sometimes can actually not be gotten back so for example if you look at say a guy that's been spending way more time at work or they've been chilling a lot with company execs for quite a bit guy is probably looking at trying to get himself a promotion because more money more benefits blah 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 but his woman is having an issue because he comes home later he doesn't spend as much time with her and he's always busy either working or meeting those guys and she decides to sit on that issue and she's like oh he didn't have time for me oh he couldn't spend time with me and give me you know good kind attention and affection and shit and that's why i chose to leave him now imagine if she just decided to voice it out and say look i do care about you i still love you but I'm having a problem with how you rarely ever have time for me. It's like I get zero affection and care from you because all through the day you're pretty much at work or you're chilling with the other company execs that you seem to be kissing ass for. Not that you have to use that term precisely, but you know, there's these guys that you're chilling with and it just seems like you're giving them way more attention than you're giving me. All that dude has to say is look i'm not doing that because i don't want to spend time with you i'm trying to move up and this is my way of playing organizational politics because i want to move up the ladder because if i do that i can take you to fancier places i can buy you nicer gifts i can get you better shit hell i can buy you the car that you've always wanted or i can take you to this place you've always wanted to go and not feel like I'm being overstretched in my financial capabilities in some way. But if the guy is willing to change, he can also add that, okay, I can get that I've been doing all of this. So what I'll do is I'll try and set some time aside for the both of us. And that's a very simple way to kind of get around the entire issue. And once you guys can set something and the guy chooses to stick to it, then it's good. But if the guy doesn't choose to stick on it and then, you know, the same issue brings forth other issues again, then I guess now that's when you can start bringing it up and saying that us guys spoke about it and he promised that he would change, but he hasn't lived up to the promise. So all in all, to kind of close things off, let me just conclude by saying that most of these issues would have been solved with communication. Most of the issues that are making people have one foot in, one foot out are things that could have been solved with good open communication. There's some guys that just weren't built very well to stick in monogamous relationships and they want something a little bit more open. And the girlfriend that they're with or boyfriend that they're with, depending on their orientation, might actually be open to the same thing but they haven't chosen to speak about it they're too afraid that they're gonna be left or that their partner will want an opportunity to cheat or some shit and they're afraid of having that conversation but sometimes if you're not open to having that conversation then one of you or both of you are going to suffer as a result of you choosing to not have that communication but while i speak about openness and communication and shit let me just bring something else up because i know for a fact that not everyone is open even though people like to say oh you know i'm open to communication blah 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 like most people aren't built for communication that way and the unfortunate side of it is sometimes you just do not want to have that communication because people are not open so i can understand why some people might not want to communicate so probably maybe we should ask people to be a little bit more open although all that said and done 
it's a little bit hard to get someone to be open not unless if they choose to do that out of their own choosing so i hope that the majority of you get good partners that are very open to communicating and are very good with open communication so that you guys can have fairly fruitful relationships and i will leave it at that but i'd like to hear your thoughts on this entire thing and what you feel about it fellas babes i'm very open to both because i want your thoughts on this the dms are open on ig on facebook it is at break time on my side on twitter it is at bagaka the d thank you so much for listening all the way till the end of this episode and of this season and I will catch you guys on the next break. <laughs>